everybody. Welcome to Ugly Betty. My name is Steven. My name is George. And George, we're here to talk about Season 3, Episode 7, Crushed. Yes. Um, this hit home on multiple levels. Well, I want to hear your thoughts. Well, Betty, 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 Betty. I know how you feel, girl, going over the top for a boy. Mm-hmm. We're all guilty of doing We're it. We're all very, very, very guilty. I have done it so many times for people I have huge, huge crust for, and just to turn down, they just like you as a friend. Yep. It, it brought back memories that... Yeah. <sighs> and this is a really good one to do a two-parter on with this and the next episode. Yeah. Also, it... you know, wanted to give a shout-out and a thank you to Lauren Salazar. Thank you for holding down the fort while I was away. Yeah, thank you, Lauren Salazar. It was very fun, and you will hear her voice in some episodes in the future very soon. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. And... You know how I was saying Betty, 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 Betty? Yes. Amanda, 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 Amanda. Just so out of touch. I mean, <laughs> I've been at that place where Amanda is, where money problems, like, you know, living on your own in the city, not trying to rely on your parents, yeah. trying to working at a job, trying to pursue a dream is hard. And this is Amanda's first crash into what the real world is like when you leave behind the white privilege bubble that she was accustomed to for all those years i mean i mean she still is in that white privilege yes not but she but now this is like she's the in the reality yes. of and re and still not in touch with the world around her mm -hmm. and you just there's some lines where you just go oh amanda <laughs> And the, the old Amanda came in my head when she was staying with Betty. Yeah. they're like, oh, Amanda. Have you had a bad roommate? Oh, I, let, let's talk about well, bad roommates. Well, yes. Well, yes. Let, let's talk about bad roommates. Let's I had a squatter once who was refusing to pay rent and refusing Ooh. to leave. And my roommate and I had no choice but to... They had offered us a lease for the year, but we left the lease on the table. And we just decided, okay, we'll pay for the month of... February and then we moved on March 1st mm. we only paid for one month of rent and we basically split the rent between the two of us and basically covered the squatters rent mm, no yeah no, I know no, no, and no, then no. when we asked the building to handle it they basically told us oh we can't do anything so get a lawyer and deal with it yourself so after that, we were like, well, screw that. And uh, I would have been like, peace. Yeah, my roommate and I gave the money for February and said, this is it. This is all we're giving them. And then we're moving on March 1st. And and then, so guess what? They had to deal with the squatter themselves because we're not going to deal with it. That's not part of our job. That's your job as mm. a property management company. And so, I do like your apartment now. Yes, I have a wonderful apartment now. Everything did work out for the best. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've definitely had some bad roommates in my time. I, I had a messy roommate in college who would always leave stuff on my side of the room after I would tell him repeatedly not to. Um, I had a roommate who was verbally and emotionally abusive to me. Mm. Um, I had another roommate who was verbally and emotional, emotionally abusive to me, and I lived with her for three years. Come so, on. Yeah, I, I, I've definitely Come had on. my, I've definitely had my, I've had my share of great roommates. I've definitely had my share of bad ones. So I understand completely where Betty. And like, I love that scene when, I love the scene when, um, Betty thinks, um, 
Jesse's like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna come over. This is gonna be a cute day. This is finally. And I love that. And I love that that moment when um when um Hilda and Justin are there to try to help. Yeah. And say like, <laughs> oh Betty, maybe you might change it to this outfit. And she's like, okay, thank you. You guys need to go. <laughs> And then, and then, like, and the doorbell rings, and then there's Amanda. Yep. And they're like, mm. Credits. <laughs> so, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Where do you want to go now? Well, I mean, I one of the things I'm loving about season three so far is the Battle of the Queens continues. Yes, yes. With Wilhelmina versus Claire. Yes. I love the Battle of the Queens. I love the Battle of the Queens. And I love this season. It's like Wilhelmina trying to go towards Connor and get more Connor. Mm-hmm. Mm, this is, that's, this is, that's a good plot point. That's, that's Wilhelmina's chess move. Yeah, I love... Connor now. Mm, let's see how that... Mm. Now that she has to split all the responsibilities 50-50 with Daniel, so, of the, of the Mead Empire, so. And, and this is, I love, I'm gonna, I love, um, Connors and Wilhelmina's chemistry during this whole season. Yes. They do have, I will say, Grant Bowler and Vanessa Williams, excellent chemistry. Excellent chemistry. That continued on throughout the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. one of my favorite episodes that shows their chemistry is the Bahamas Triangle. Of course, and they had a great song that went with it. Yeah, and like went very oh, white. I don't, I don't want to spoil it. But we but can't that, wait to get to that episode in season four. It's so good. You should see what what George was doing. He did that like so good, uh, so good, so good. <laughs> it was, who cares? Yeah, you were doing, doing that, the Joy Behar. Who cares? You were doing what a, Mike Myers in is um in um. Coffee talk with Linda Richmond. <laughs> I, I'm getting clipped. I love, I love, I love coffee talk with Linda Richmond. <laughs> so yeah, where do we want to go next? Now we want to let, let's 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 talk about how Betty threw a whole party just. Like, she wanted to get rid of Mariah Carey yes. for Jesse's head. Oh, my God. And I just loved, I loved that moment And when Dan was like, okay, let's imagine how that calls going. Go, hi, Mariah. Yeah, we don't need you, but we have this other local band that's unknown that's going to take your place. And Betty just walked away. I hate when you're sarcastic. <sighs> hey, can we just put a pin in that? <laughs> mm. <laughs> and at this point, it was 2008. Mariah was still... Riding high what, for the comeback. What album was out? The, the... E equals MC squared. Yeah, yeah. And she what. had her 18th number one by that point with Touch My Body. So Touch she My was... Body was on E. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's my that's one of my favorite Mariah yeah. songs. She was Touch still riding body. high from that comeback. So she was still like a hot commodity at that point. That's someone's book I would will, I will like to hear the audiobook of. Me too. I... I read the book. I read it cover to cover. I loved it. Now I want to hear it in her words. My, my friend who... um. Listen to the audiobook says is she does things says things that are is not in the book. Oh, of course. A lot of them do. Kathy Griffin does the same thing where she kinda gets bored sticking to the script in the audiobook, so she likes to get a little loosey goosey mm. and just kinda go off the page a little and you get, you hear more. Yeah, I'm You hear I'm, more that's not on the page. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm excited for Viola Davis's book when it comes out. I, is she gonna read her entire memoir as well, audiobook wise? I hope so. Me too. You know Barack did. Yeah. 
I want That's a book that I would love. As did Hillary Clinton. Yeah. She. Uh, I. I love it when the writers themselves will do the audiobook themselves. Shonda did. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple who didn't that I was a little disappointed because I would have loved if they had done the whole thing themselves. Mm-hmm. Like when Tony Braxton wrote her memoir, mm-hmm. she had somebody else do the audiobook. I, I, I kind of, I love it when the author themselves do the audiobook, I especially have, for a memoir. Yeah, I have, you know, I have Cicely Tyson. Mm-hmm. She did the introduction, but she didn't do the rest of the book. But, you know. She was a lot older, yeah, so I and, under, and that's like, understandable. Yeah, and, you and know. maybe for, and then Shania also did the introduction and the outro, but maybe it was too painful for Shania to read through it. So, I mean. I guess people have different reasons, whether it's age or whether it's, you know, too emotional for them to read through. And Do you know whose book I am excited for to come out beside Viola? I'm gonna literally going to buy Viola's book as soon as it comes out. Whose book? When she finally writes it. Barbara, write your book! Oh, yeah, Barbara Streisand. I have a, I have a couple memoirs. There's, there's like, a like yeah. But let's talk about, let's talk, let's go... T- well, what's a, another plot point that happened this episode? Oh, let's talk about Mark and Cliff. And this is a part one of two. so I'm Part actually, one of two of drama. Let's well, yeah, and that's why I'm actually glad that you and I are doing this today, and we're going to do the next episode immediately afterwards, just the two of us, because this is a, it's not officially a two-parter, but it is a two-parter. It's a spiritual two-parter. Yes. I, li- I like the spiritual two-parter. Yes. Like, does Vince directly carry on to the next episode Ooh, and oh i really did feel for mark in this episode because he felt so guilty about what he did and he just was desperate to find that quick fix so he thought oh well i'll just ask him to marry me and everything will be okay yeah and that yeah will be the yeah quick fix. The, the quick fix of cheating is marriage Ooh. you're starting your marriage on a you're starting Ugh. your engagement on a lie yeah my heart goes out to Mark because he didn't know what else he could do to possibly make it better in that moment. And out of a panic, that was the first thought that came to him was propose. Woo. Mm-mm. My, yeah. You first, a relationship is always built on what word? Trust. I was going to say honesty. Well, honesty, so, trust, love, relationships built on so many I, things. I, like, I don't know what I... I feel like without without trust, you can't have love. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So. Oh, there's a lot of... That, that's a... And what, that's what I actually like about this season is that uh, we do start to dig deeper into the layers of Mark. Mm-hmm. And one of the other things that I especially notice in season three so far is that Mark and Wilhelmina are matching more and more. Mm-hmm. They're, they're wearing outfits now that are matching. I don't see this. I didn't see this as much in season one and two, but I really see it now. They're like, oh, Mark and Wilhelmina are starting to The match. first time I really noticed it is like, remember the episode, um, the kids are all right when Wilhelmina's back. They was wearing the same color. They were wearing the gray and red. Mm-hmm. I especially noticed it with the red in this pair of episodes. Mm-hmm. They're both they're both matching now. So I just found that really really funny there. I was like, and, "Oh, they're matching now." And also the shout-outs to the costume designer cuz especially when the one the um, outfit for next next episode that um that feather um that feather vest that he was wearing, I did like, "I want that." Mhm. And let's talk about let's talk about that party. Well, before that, we want to tell you something, talk about something before that. 
Okay, what did you want to talk about um, before the party? The trust issues between Connor and Daniel, and and then how Wilhelmina just wanted to like get Connor, like you know, do what her the whole scheming thing. Mm-hmm. Well, she noticed vulnerability in the friendship there that it wasn't as strong of a bond as she thought. Mm-hmm. So now she gets to, and something I really noticed with this was oh. And let's let's get let's get now let's go to the party, shall we? Yes, I, that was a fun theme. Yes, and I I loved how scra- I love how Amanda did that. Yes, and this showed how scrappy and creative Betty can be. Mm-hmm. And it showed how like a good pair will I'm um, not Amanda and Betty are mm-hmm. when they actually work together for uh, the common. Yes. Group. We did have a little mishap with the cute neighbor who Betty had a crush on. Ooh, ooh, I. W- but I, I, I love that Betty stood her ground and finally let Amanda have it. I mean that you know. Amanda, Amanda had to finally wake up and realize that not everybody has your privilege, Amanda. Not mm. everybody has your looks. Not, and I love the moment where Amanda flips it around and goes, "Well, hey, at least you know." At least you're not with somebody wondering, do they like me for who I really am, or do they just like me because of the way I look? Mm. So you got to see both sides of that. Mm. You got to see Amanda saying, you have all the breaks. You are the pretty girl. I don't get any of those breaks. And then Amanda comes back and says, well, yeah, I may be the pretty girl. But But at least when you get a break, you know you deserved it. Yes. You earned it. Whereas me, I'm always going to wonder, is, does the guy really like me for who I am? Or does he just like me because of the way I look? So I really liked I really liked how the show brought up both sides of that debate. Because that is a, a two-sided debate. Yes. Like this, honestly, it is a two-sided debate that people don't touch on that often. Mm-hmm. And it, I was mad. I would have been mad, Like Betty, I would have been mad if I saw someone... A friend who I consider friend, at least a roommate, try to go for someone that I, I like. Yeah, you know, I just like ooh. And then, and then it's not fair in Betty's position because then Betty unfortunately is in the position where she has to feel like, oh, I can't compete with that. Mm-hmm. And then I have to say, one of my favorite Daniel moments. Yeah, when Daniel oh. when Daniel says to Betty, "You are beautiful." Mm. That is one of Daniel's best moments because. He's honest, and he's truthful, and he's like, look, Betty, looks don't matter. It's what's, it it really is. I know it's a cliche statement, but it really is what's on the inside that counts. And Daniel is the first one to recognize Betty's beauty in that regard. That yes, it's not obvious, it's not a traditional beauty, but because of who she is on the inside as well as the outside, Mm -hmm. she is a beautiful person. Daniel, Henry, Gio... Walter. Yep. Because mm. Betty is a hardworking, ambitious girl. She is a fantastic catch. Mm-hmm. I'm a catch, too. And no matter how much scrutiny she faces, no matter how much unfortunate fat-shaming she is subjected to, or anything she's subjected to because of her looks, because she does work in a fashion magazine, no matter what adversity she faces in that environment, she still conquers. Mm-hmm. And that's what that to me is what makes Betty very attractive, is that she, no matter what criticisms come at her about her looks, her, her, her height, her weight, anything, that is, that's all unfortunately put on her for working in a fashion magazine and not being a size two. And um, 
So I that's really what makes Betty beautiful is her strength. And and that moment when Connor stood up to Daniel and Wilhelmina and said, Hey, you have to trust me. I want to, I want the best for this company. Sometimes you have to do hard stuff. Yeah. And then Wilhelmina apologized and then she was about to start flirting and she found out that the person she likes is engaged. Yep, and you got I think you get to meet the, the fiance in this, the next episode. The next episode. So we haven't met her yet. Yeah, we have we know we, have not, of, we know of her. We have not officially met her yet. Okay. And and then I yet in that moment at the end of the episode when Betty and Wilhelmina was I just love sitting, that moment. Yeah. No dialogue and they just have a moment where they bond. And they, they're just sharing a beer. I think it was a beer, right? That they were yeah. drinking. Yeah, they were just sharing a drink. And I loved that moment. And that was one of the best acting moments because there was no dialogue. And she, she knew that was Betty behind her. said, Betty, yep. sit down. Yep. She just wanted somebody to bond with in that moment. And Betty happened to be right there. And that was a beautiful moment. I, I love how, I love the moments between Betty and Wilhelmina. Mm -hmm. And we do get more and more of them as the show progresses. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, as Wilhelmina, you know, said to Betty, Betty obviously didn't want to go down that road, but Wilhelmina sees herself in Betty. Mm -hmm. In terms See, of the drive, the hunger, the ambition. The only difference between Wilhelmina and Betty is they have different ways about getting it. Mm-hmm. And Betty did not want to become like Wilhelmina. And then, like, I think I think Betty, Wilhelmina already has, since season one and season two, had respect for Betty. Especially, like, oh, she keeps on doing that. Like, uh, you know, but, you know, I think starting, like, season three, she really, really, truly started to get real respect for her. Well, because Betty has integrity and mm -hmm. Betty has morals and nothing... She doesn't always get it right, but even if she makes a mistake, she always makes it go right. Mm -hmm. She she stands her ground, and mm -hmm. I think Wilhelmina recognizes that. It's like, okay, this is a woman of actual character mm -hmm. who will st stick to her guns, stand her, stand her ground on what she believes, and she will not falter. Mm -hmm. So, and she will always fight for what's supposed to be right. Yes. So. I, I thought this was a great episode, and um, I just, I love that moment. I thought, God, what a great way to end that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is a great way to end this episode, right? Yeah. You know what? Without further ado, my name is Stephen. My name is George. Bye! Bye!